hope you're ready to dive into the Word today. We're in our third installment of a, of a message collection that we're calling This Is a Test. And uh, last week, uh, we talked about the first step uh, in, our, in our journey and growing our faith. And today, we're going to move into that second step. Let me just recap for just a moment. First of all, as we said last week, and if you have not watched last week, I want to encourage you to go back and do that. First of all, everyone is born with faith. Romans tells us that God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. The Bible talks about faith being as a grain of mustard seed, which is just minute. It's, it's very small. This collection of messages is all about us growing our faith from something that is small, something that is minute, something that is immature, to a grown-up or a full-grown faith. Okay. Last week, we discussed that our faith grows when we're tested. We found this, that it, James talks about it, and then First Peter talks about it, that our faith grows when we are tested. So in other words, the purpose of the test is for us to grow our faith faith. And I don't know about you. Yes, I do know about you because I pastor you and I can tell you that we want to be people of grown-up faith. Amen? Yeah. Amen? How about those of you here in the studio? Do you want to be a, a people of grown-up yeah. faith? That's right. Amen. Yes. There are four phases to full-grown faith. Number one is belief. This is what we talked about last week. The second one today we're going to talk about is trust. Number three is hope. And then finally, number four is when you step into full-grown faith faith. Last week we talked about belief, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. This is the basis for Christianity. You must believe. Right. Yeah. So today if you're watching and you're not a believer, we're going to give you a moment here at the end of this time together for you to become a believer in Jesus Christ, for you to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, we're going to give you an opportunity. But for those of you that are believers, that is awesome, but there's more for you. There's more for you. Sometimes I think we, we as believers think there's more for unbelievers. No, there's more for believers. Let me show you why. James tells us this, James 2 and 9. You believe that there is one God, good, even the demons believe that and shudder. Wow. Okay. Wow. Belief in God puts us in the same faith level as the demons. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about salvation here, okay? I'm not talking about I'm, 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 that because that happens at belief. When you believe and you confess with your mouth, that is when you're saved. I'm talking about us growing as sons and daughters in our faith. Okay. I'm talking about you and I having more access and more authority to our Heavenly Father. That's what I want to see us do. And I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to grow? Come on. Yeah. Yes. Are you ready? Because if you're not ready to grow, you can switch this thing off right now and go get you some more cornflakes, okay? Go, go make a second breakfast, get a brunch. I'm talking to people that want to move beyond just being a believer. You want to grow your faith. Come on, right. Man, I can feel the Holy Spirit right now. The next phase of faith is called trust. So I'm, I'm a believer. Now I want to go to the next level. Trust. Once you believe, Jesus says something like this. Follow me. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you know that when you start following him, that's what takes you from being a servant of God to being a son and daughter of God? Wow. Yeah. Here's what the scripture says in Romans 8. 
says, for all who are led by the Spirit are the children of God. If you read Luke chapter 4, the Bible tells us that Jesus, the Son of God, was led by the Spirit. After his baptism, he was led by the Spirit. The Son of God was led by the Spirit. And you know where he was led? Into the wilderness. Luke chapter 4 tells us that the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. How's that for a marketing plan? (laughs) Hey, follow Jesus. He will lead you into dry places. I don't think we need to get a billboard in Nashville with that. (laughs) Jesus went into the wilderness for one reason, and that was to be tested. Remember, we're talking about the test. Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tested. Jesus had just been baptized in Luke chapter 3. He hears the heavens are ripped open, and he hears his heavenly Father say to him, You are my son, and in you I am well pleased. What's the first thing that Satan says to Jesus when he tempts him in the wilderness? If you are the son of God. Jesus had just heard his father tell him, you are my son. And the first question Satan asked him is, if you are the son of God. You see, troubles test your title. We go through testing and we go through trials because God doesn't just want us to have a label on us. He wants it to become become part of who we really are. You see, it was something that was spoken over him by his father, but was it his identity yet? It was a title. It was a placeholder. But was it his identity? And the reason it's so important that you go through testing so that your title can turn into an identity is because your identity determines your destiny. Wow. Yes. If you do not know who God's called you to be and what he wants you to do, you're never going to fulfill everything that he has for you. Wow. That's why this is so important. Do not waste this testing time. Okay. Let, it, let it grow your faith. Let it, let it help you become everything that God wants you to be. So to move from belief to trust, our faith must be tested. I found as a pastor that many people believe, but not everyone follows. Because following him requires trust. I believe, but as soon as he starts beckoning you to follow him, it's like, yeah, I believe, all right. I believe I'll just keep believing from right where I am, right Right here. And then others began to follow him. They get excited, but as soon as the vegetation starts turning brown, and they start tasting sand in their mouth, and suddenly the fertile, the, all the, the fertile forest starts disappearing, and then you start seeing more cactuses, you know what I'm saying? Right, yes. That's when you start rethinking this. I, I'm not sure if this is what... See, there's a reason it's called a walk of faith. Hmm. Okay. It's step by step by step, trusting Him. Hmm. Wow. You know, trust is, is not an easy thing. Because you don't know where you're going. I've, I've heard people in this time, if I just knew, if I just knew, if I knew when it was going to end, if I knew when I was going to get my job back, if I knew that I wasn't going to sit, if I just knew, that's the thing about trust. It's not trust if you know. Yeah. For it to be true trust, you can't be certain. That's why it's called trust. I believe that trust is faith that says, even if it does not work out the way I want it to, I'm still going to keep following you. 
You ever read the story of the three Hebrew children? If not, you should. Daniel chapter 3. The Bible tells us that the king made a, a giant statue and he commanded everyone, it was a statue of himself, and he commanded everyone in, his, in, in the nation to, when they heard the music to bow down. But there were these three young men, these three friends of Daniel, and they were, they were these young godly men and they, they, they wouldn't bow. They stood as the entire nation bowed. They stood. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here's what the scripture says. The king gives them another chance. And they turned the fire up hot, so hot that the guys that were stoking the flames, it killed them. It was that hot. And the king said, you got one more chance. And look at what the scripture says. Daniel 3.17. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty. But even if he doesn't, we want to make it clear to you, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe that these five words are some of the most powerful words in Scripture. But even if he doesn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. So good. Yes. I believe in him, but I trust him so much that even if he doesn't deliver me, he must have a purpose. Yes. What about Job? You remember the story of Job? God, God took the gloves off and let Satan have his way with him. Took his family, it, it boils all over his body, infections, destroyed and took away everything that he ever had. And his wife at one point, I believe it because she was watching her husband suffer in such misery. She said, oh, come on, why don't you just curse God and die? Just stop this. This is killing me watching you be this way. And yet Job said this, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. See, that's the kind of faith I'm talking about. Moving from being a believer to being a follower who trusts him. Look at the faith chapter that, that we read last week during my daily Bible reading. And I've referenced it a couple of times during this message collection. Hebrews 11 and 13 All these people, now remember, we've been talking about the heroes of the faith, these powerful, amazing people. All of these people died still believing what God had promised them. They did not receive what was promised, but they saw it all from a distance and welcomed it. They agreed that they were foreigners and nomads here on earth. You see, trust is believing even if you never see it. Wow. The way that you walk through a time like this, the way you walk like they did, is they realize that God had more for them than where they were. They were foreigners and nomads. That meant they were going to keep on traveling until they finally saw what God had promised them, even if they never saw it in this world. They knew that God had made a promise for them. See, this, this is the power, what I believe God is calling us to do. God is calling us to be our people that we're not looking for a sign and a wonder before we believe. Yeah. Sure. Yes. The Bible says these signs will follow those that believe. It doesn't yeah. say the believers follow the signs. Yes. And we're yes. looking for God, show me a sign, show me a sign. I believe that he will, but I believe the signs are going to follow those people that said, I believe you so much and I trust you so much. I'm going wherever you go. Whether you perform a miracle today or not, I'm all in. Trust is hard. Believing is the easy part. Once you can figure that out, man, that's okay, I'm ready. Trust is the hard part. That's that next step. 
where, you, where you're standing on the edge of a cliff and you're about to take a step and you don't know that anything's going to catch you. Mm. Trust is the apostle Peter stepping out of the boat into the raging storm. That's yeah. trust. Mm. Trust is also found in Mark 9 where a father with a tormented child came to Jesus. <clears throat> and Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? And he said, yeah, I believe. And, and Jesus says, anything is possible if a person believes. And the father instantly cried out. Now listen to this. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I was always uh, intrigued with this scripture. never really understood it until I did a deep dive on the original text, which you know, if you've heard me speak, I, I love to do. I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. That word unbelief in the original text is this, not trusting. So I believe what this man was saying is, I know that you can do it, but help me to trust you even if you don't. And I look at the faith of John the Baptist who got his head cut off. I look at the faith of the Apostle Paul who got his head cut off. I look at the faith of Peter who was hung upside down. I look at the faith of John on the Isle of Patmos who was burned boiled in oil alive and then put on this island de- deserted and then sometimes I look at my own faith and I wonder how strong mine really is wow. Wow. I believe that God has allowed this to happen in our world to see how much do we really trust him yeah. come on let's move beyond believing right. let's follow him yes. let's trust him I've told this story before, and maybe some of you have heard it, but Evan, our oldest, uh, Evan's a very driven young man. The Greek word for that is hard-headed. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got his own way, and he was that way as a kid. Well, Evan went to some, something that they did at school where they did a trust fall. How many know what I'm talking about, a trust fall? You know where you, you stand, and you just fall straight back, and the, the people are supposed to catch you. And so Evan, we were outside on the driveway one day, and there was this like there was this stone wall, and Evan jumped up on it and said, Dad, let's do a trust fall. <laughs> okay, let's do it, buddy. Let's do a trust fall. And so he turns around, you know, he, he leans back, you're there, Dad, I'm here, buddy. And I get my arms back and he falls straight back. I catch him. And he says, Let's do it again, Dad, do it again, do it again. Ran back on that rock wall and he did it again. Let's do it again, Dad, do it again. Back up. Do it again, do it again. Let's do it again. And I'm telling you it's probably 10, 12 times. And about this time, my back's bothering me a little bit. And I just said, no, no, buddy, we're good. That's the last. No, Dad, Dad, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Evan, we're not doing it again. Yeah, Dad, one more time. And he got up on the rock wall. We're going to do it again, Dad. And I said, Evan, we're not doing it again. He turns around, back toward me. And I said, Evan, if you fall, I'm not catching you. And he said, okay. And he fell straight back. And we took him to the emergency room. (laughs) No, of course we didn't. (laughs) Of course I caught him. (laughs) And as soon as he landed in my hands, I heard the Holy Spirit say, true trust is knowing that even if it feels like he won't, you know he will. Mm. That he's always going to come through for you. Yes. So I'm speaking to those of you right now that are battling with depression. You're battling with loneliness. You're battling with anxiety. He's got you. Yes. But you're going to have to put your trust in Him. 
See, belief is great. Heaven's your home. God is your Savior. But trust is what takes you into the treasures of this thing called faith. I want to encourage you, step out. Take a step closer to Him. I want to sing this old hymn. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus Just to take Him at His word Just to rest upon His promise Just to Thus says the Lord Jesus, Jesus How I trust How I proved Him more and more Jesus, Jesus Precious Jesus Oh, for grace to trust Sing it out, say, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust Him, how I prove Him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust Him, oh, for grace. Oh, for grace to trust Him. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your peace. We thank you that we can trust in you. You're a good God and you do good things. Even in the midst of bad situations, you remain good and solid. Why don't you right now Lift your anxiety to Him. Right where you are, why don't you lift your fear to Him? Lift that feeling of scarcity. You're trying to hold on to things. Why don't you hand that over to Him? He's a good, good Father. He does all things well. You can trust Him. Hand your kids over to Him. Hand your parents over to Him. Hand your future over to Him. I give it to you, Lord, today. I pray right now that even in this moment that your powerful peace will flood every room, God, of every single person watching. Let the power of the Holy Spirit do the work that only you can do. I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you that you've got us all in your hands. You've got us all in your hands. Thank you, Lord. I pray, God, for those right now that have never never accepted you into their life they've never asked you to be their Lord and Savior they haven't even stepped to that first point of faith of believing or maybe God those today that if they're just questioning it a little bit they're wondering is he still there you've walked away you've fallen away it's become stale I want to encourage you to come back to him today I want you to come back to him come back into his arms come back into his home He's waiting for you. Matter of fact, the scripture tells us when he sees you making your way toward him, he's going to run after you. Come on. Even the train is amen in me again right now. I want you to pray this prayer with me right there where you are. Those of you in the studio as well. We're going to pray a prayer for those that need to commit your life to Jesus. Are you going to recommit your life to him? 
Come on, let's pray. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And thank you that you're giving them to me now. Today I give you my life. I ask for you to forgive me of my sins. I pray you would cover me with your grace. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I'm putting my trust in you. I believe in you. In my heart. And I confess it with my mouth. Help me to live an overcoming, abundant, and everlasting life with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, say amen. Amen. And let's celebrate with the folks that prayed this prayer today. Come on. Thank you, Lord Jesus.